This is Just Me and Amos Podcast. I'm your host, Amos. I have Brian Silverbass with me today. And we want to talk about comic books and the art of comic books and see what Brian been up to and what cons he's going to be doing in the upcoming months. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. This is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. Once again, I have Brian Silverbacks with me. What's going on, everybody? Always a pleasure to have this guy on my podcast, man. <laughs> keep it live. Thank keep it you, live. Amos. Not only are we going to keep it live, we're going to keep it real. Keep it 100. Keep it 100. 100. 100. You got to say it like that, 100. 100. Kirk Ashton in the building. <laughs> so uh, So funny. what's on your mind today, Amos? Well, so my mind is this right here. This past week, man, uh, I looked at your Facebook Let's blog. This is August. This is the, like the last full week in August. Right, right, right. So this past week, man, I was looking at your Facebook Live. You know, you always do Facebook Live. I try, Give, I try to keep in touch. I try to let people know that follow me and support me in my artistic endeavors. I try to keep them abreast of the situation. Abreast. And let them know what's going on. So I, I do a lot of live feeds. I do a lot of live drawings simply to engage and to show the mistakes I'm making, because I just did this, you know, this uh, Daryl Dixon, Daryl Dixon thing the other day, and I was doing some live stuff. Like I'm always trying to do live stuff to just give people something to look at, and give me feedback. Yeah, because you need that feedback, man. Yes, without feedback, I'd just be doing the same shit over and over and over, going live. <laughs> but you need feedback in order to get your um your art. Well, it improve your art it, it a little bit. It gives you two things. It gives you, it, it lets you see what people want from you. Right. And it lets it lets you practice. Like you're practicing your craft and you're only going to get better. The more and more you practice, the better your craft will get. And then the more you listen to the people that are watching, you're like, hey man, you know what? You draw faces and they look kind of weird. Or I like the way you do this. Show me how to do that. So it, it allows you to grow and it allows the people that buy your stuff or that support your art, it allows them to be part of the process of getting you to where you want to be. That's for true. me anyway. For you, man, I understand what you're saying. I mean, that's there's for anything. A, there's a lot of artists that are way better than me that don't uh, have quite the interaction with their people. What up, Wayman? Glad you um, tuned in. Wayman, shout out to my boy Wayman from uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, but... Um, like I said earlier this week, man, I saw you like um, putting your stuff out there yep. and, and everything, and you finally went to a comic book shop. Yes, it has been. I let me preface this with I haven't always had a lot of money, but when I was in high school, you know, I had I had jobs, so that allowed me extra income. So I was buying comic books. That's when I was GI <laughs> Joe versus Cobra. They're noticing the shirts. Uh, so when. When I was in high school, I was buying up all the X-Men, all the Wolverines, and then I switched over to all the image stuff. Like, I had that money. Then I joined the Army, and I had other shit to do. Well, like, yeah, I, was, I was busy. I was off training. I was going to there. Then I was doing here. And then I, I, I just I lost touch with comic books. Right. And I would pick comic books up periodically over the years, like one or two at a time. I'd go to the mall and pick one up, or I'd run across somebody. I'd run across a store and pick up a handful. But I stopped going to comic book shops, and there stopped being a lot of comic book shops. After that big boom in the late 90s, 90s yeah, I remember and, that. And, and as it got closer to 2000, comic book stores were shutting down because they weren't making, you know, the comic book industry had collapsed a little bit. So they were, they were harder to find. Yeah, that's right. You're right. So right. I stopped collecting comic books. And then now, you know, fast forward, I'm out of the army. I'm no longer a policeman. And now I want to. I find myself wanting to get back into the world of comic books. And I have to do it through you because you continue to buy comic books. Who's fucking uh, calling Wayman, you? Wayman, my friend Wayman, man. I'm, on a, I'm doing it live, man. <laughs> Wayman. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah, we're on, trying to do a podcast. You see that we're doing a podcast. <laughs> I appreciate the love, man. <laughs> I'll call you back. 
Uh, but yeah, but I, when but, I first but, met you, uh, you were working at the uh, park, and you know, I was I was a janitor. You were a, a janitor. He was custodian of the arts. Custodian <laughs> you know, of the, the arts. arts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yo, you ever seen Half Baked? Uh, yeah, yeah. The master of the custodian. Yeah, master of the current stars. Not See? the custodian of arts. Hey, I put my spin on it. Hey, I want to. It's my podcast. That's hey, there you go. I, the way I want to do it. So, so I, I never had money, but now I find myself wanting to get back into the world of comic books, and I haven't really bought comic books. I've ordered a couple online because I thought they were going to be significant issues or some story I wanted to keep up with, but I never made a trip to a comic book shop to buy comic books. And so this Wednesday, I knew that comic books come out on Wednesday. I got in my car and I drove my ass to Dr. No's and I said, I'm here to buy comic books. Yeah, I found it very funny because you know what? You always get on me about my comic books and everything and and I was I was so happy that you got a comic book. You went to the comic book shop and bought some books, man. Yeah, normally I, I ask you to pick a couple. Yeah, for me. I was I'm like, happy. I'm like, look at my guy. But look so at my I friend. Went, I, and I got I got a pretty good stack of books here. Now, granted, two of these are big ass catalogs, preview catalogs, but, which is good to have because preview got a lot of comic books that. Well, let Marvel. me tell you the reason I went to the comic book shop. Because, like I said, I seen you this week and you were talking about. I went to the comic book shop for two reasons. Uh huh. Well, three. I'll take it back. Three reasons. I wanted to get Spawn Kills Everyone because I've been watching Todd McFarlane's live feed. And uh, I've watched Todd McFarlane's live feed, so I was anxious to see what that story is all about. Right. So I wanted to pick up that. I wanted to pick up Harley Quinn Rebirth number two because the wife likes reading that. Right. And I went to go look at what does the comic book industry now, where's the artistic, like everyone is not Jim Lee. Right. Everyone is not J. Scott Campbell. Everyone is not like the cream of the crop. They're not all Arthur Adams. They're not all Mark Bagley's. They're not all the best of the best. So I wanted to see what the norm was. In order for these guys to be the best, there has to be what's normal. Right. I agree. Otherwise, I agree. they wouldn't shine. I agree. So I went to the comic book shop to try to pick up on titles that I wanted to see what... And I'm not, I don't want this to come across the wrong way. I don't want it to come across as... Oh, you're saying those guys are sucky artists. No, I want to see, I wanted to get a better idea of what is acceptable does in the art of comic books. So that's why I went. Right. That's oh, the girl. bullet. Bullet, bullet is back, guys. All right. So one of the main things I picked up was called Image First Compendium Volume 1. And what this is, is it's nine separate complete first issues of comic books. And what that did is that it exposes me to nine different writers, nine different inkers, nine different art styles, nine different colorists that are not names that I'm super familiar with. So it allowed me, what this book does is it shows me this is what the state of comic books is in. And I got it all in one book. So I can flip through this book and see, all right, I like the panel design. I like what's acceptable for inks. I like this color palette. It's just showing me more because as I put my own book together, right. I need as much information as I can get. And I'm looking through the pages right now, and I know some of the artists and writers, man. I mean, artists and writers. Well, I would assume so. You you have a lot more comic book knowledge knowledge collection like you're exposed to a lot more yeah than i have been yeah because I, like i said i met i met so many guys at conventions you know i said i even had a beer part with one of you guys man at one of the conventions well that you know? doesn't surprise me it's yeah probably, he probably paid for it too yeah right, but so <laughs> so i got this this was one of my main reasons was wasn't to buy this book particular but it was to buy artwork and see what the state of comic books is right see where i could probably fit in right I also bought something called Image Comics Preview Book for April 2016. It was only a dollar. Right. But it, it, it also has like six different stories in it with like three page stories, like parts of a story. Like they're trying to get you to they're trying to, they're trying the to draw you issue. in. They're trying to draw you in. But what I, I'm not getting it to read. I'm getting this simply to look at the different art styles. And I'll tell you what, man. After look and and also that's the reason I bought these preview books. Right. These previews. Now, for those that don't know, these preview books are the catalog that comic book shops use to order, order. Mm-hmm. 
what comics they're going to get for the next month. See, if you want to get a, a, a particular comic book, you go through this catalog, you tell your retailer, and you fill out the form, and you give it to them. Or you can buy statues, toys, anything out the catalog. Yeah. And that's what these previews are for. So Diamond uh, give the give the um, retailer these, co- these catalogs, these preview books, to order certain comics that you really want from yeah. for the um, So if, if, if you live in a certain area of the country and they don't give a shit about The Walking Dead, then you're not going to order The Walking Dead yeah. comic book. No. But if you've got a section and you guys are all about the new Scooby-Doo, then you're going to order 50 of the Scooby-Doo's, but this would be the book that you order that from as a comic book shop. And I used to get that. I don't get it anymore. You know, well, let me tell you, the reason I got this is for twofold. Right. I can see all different covers and advertisements and stuff and see what people are doing, right. which is, again, exposing me to different art styles. Also, now I have a list of comic book companies and you know the types of titles that they're putting out there so that if I need to write an email or if I need to create samples, I can look through here and try to narrow my focus. So actually, the guy, Cliff... Who runs Doctor No? He gave both of these to me for free. Oh, cool, cool. They're normally cool, 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 cool. cool. They're only they're, they're four dollars, but he he's like these are old ones. Brian, you can go ahead and take those and that look was, through. That was, that was pretty nice of Cliff to do that for you, man. It was, and I, Cliff Doctor Knows, y'all well, look him up on the internet, right? Uh, but so he gave me those to look through. I mean, and then I I picked up some other. Co- I picked up Action Comics. I picked up a reprint of The Walking Dead number one, just on the recommendation of what Sage right. said her name was. Sage, right? So Sage had recommended, you know, looking through here to check out the art style of the the first Walking Dead, and then I grabbed the Harleys and the Spawn kills everyone. Can so, I see? So we're not, we can't see. We're on a podcast. No, I mean, can I see? We're on a podcast. Can I just look at the book though? What book? The books, the comic book, right? Here. Action. I want to see action. Man, don't bend the spot, motherfucker. I'm not bending the, the comic, but Brian. I'm holding it like this. I'm a collector. I know how to hold a I damn know, well, book. You, all right, well, hurry up. All right, we, keep going. We, I, I'm, that was the end of my shit. That's why I put them down. All right, then, here. Put it in the head. All right, so, yeah. So, that I, that I went to the comic book shop, and I picked those up, and that was the reason behind it. And then I got home and started looking through them. So, were you are you were you satisfied with what you seen in the uh, previews and everything? I mean, as, as far as your inspiration that you got you back into wanting to do it. Well, as you know, I've been I've been wanting to do my own book. Yeah, I know. I got my own character Baku, and I wanted to push out this first issue, which I wanted to get it done by Dragon Con, but now it's twofold. I'm no, not even no. going to Dragon Con. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. But uh, it, it turns out to be a little bit more daunting than I expected. Right. Because it's just me. I am doing it myself. And I just, I was like, dude, I can't, I'm I'm not satisfied with the artwork that I'm putting out all the time. So uh, when I see the pages that I'm doing, I'm just like, shit, this doesn't look good. And this isn't up, this is not top notch. This is, this is going to be looked at and laughed at. Right. And, uh. So I got I got pretty down on myself, and then when I went to get these preview, or when I went to go pick up all these books, uh, I I was like, wow, I'm on par with some of these artists. So every page doesn't have to be a knockout. Every page doesn't have to be uh, doesn't have to be you know pin up material, just. Have a basic sense of anatomy. Uh-huh. Have your frame set up nicely, and tell a story. And it so what going through these allowed me to see that, and I saw that you know what maybe I can do this. So after I got through looking through some of that stuff, I started uh, penciling page three of my comic book, or I did the rough thumbnails. Hand me that little piece of paper. The little piece oh, of paper is the rough thumbnails for page three. Just trying to set up my panel layout. Like I said, all bright and hot. Yeah. But so I came home and I did that. And then this morning I woke up and I started uh, actually doing the slide it under the blue thing over there. Like just put a corner of it so it doesn't, it creates friction. So uh, so I started pencil. I'm ready to do page three. So by the end of the weekend I'll have page three done. And I'll just keep moving on. But seeing that gave me a renewed hope that I don't have to be a Todd McFarlane to be successful in the comic book industry. Well, like I had told you before, man, I've seen some art style that I thought was not the best thing out there. But at the same time, this person is doing something that he or she enjoy. And yeah. they got an opportunity. They're doing what you want to do. do. Yeah, and that got an opportunity and did it. 
And they, they yeah. done it. I mean, and I mean, I, I'm not even knocking that. Hey, Lisa. So you know, and I, I'm glad you got your um the inspiration and your vigor back. Am I yeah. saying that right? Yeah. So I it was it was really cool. Like I I I have a new like I need to get it done. I need to stop pussyfooting around and put the pedal to the metal and handle the business. Yeah, I need to do the same thing too, right? I don't know why. I, I mean, I mean, I want to create something too. I well, mean, yeah, I shit. Mean, if you want to create something, then that's the only way to do it. Ain't no one gonna do it for you. You gonna do it your damn self? Yeah, ain't that's no one gonna do it for you. That's so. right. So, another question is this, Brian. Um, recently, um, you put in um an application for Dragon Con. All right. Well, let me tell you how this whole Dragon Con thing comes about. Right. So last year at Dragon Con. Can I tell my listen for you guys? Dragon Con is one of the biggest cons in, in the south. south. Southeast, South East yeah. region of the America, right? And it's about eighty thousand people. You think? I, I don't know how to measure people like that, but, but it's but it's pretty. Damn it's pretty. Big. Pretty. It's pretty Google huge. It. It's pretty huge. They but, have a big ass parade on Saturday, right? And so every year at Dragon Con, which is a four day, it's four day event. Was it Labor Day? Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend every year. So at Dragon Con, I went. I had a good time. And there was just too many people, and I said, "I'm not going to go back as a patron. I'm only going to go back if they have if I have a table." Well, if you want to get into Dragon Con, you have to wait like until the first Dragon Con, until the Dragon Con is over, and then you start applying the next day. Yeah. So the next day after the con was over, I sent an email to whatever email I found on the website, and I was like, uh, "Hey, is it possible that I could get a table at your next show as a guest artist?" I always asked to be a guest. Always asked to be a guest, and then you work down from there. I didn't hear anything for months and months and months and months and months and months. And then, fast forward to, I think it's March. It might have been March. I get an email saying, hey man, uh, our guest list is full. We don't have room for you to be a guest, but we've looked at your stuff and you're pre-approved to be in the artist pop culture alley. Right. And I was like, shit, yeah, man. He's like, all right, fill out this application. And in that application, it tells, you know... uh, Fill in your name, what you want to be called by, your website, your Twitter handle, all that other stuff. And then it says, how many tables do you want? Or you want to pay for one table? You want to pay for a corner table? Do you need electricity and stuff like that? So you fill out the form, and then they they see what they're going to charge you based on the stuff that you got. And then they're supposed to send you an invoice, and then you're paid for. Right. Well, I filled that out, and I sent it to them, and I never heard anything from them. So I email them probably like a month later. And I said, hey, man, hadn't heard back from you. It's getting closer to August. You know, I just want to make sure I'm still good. And I get an email back saying, yeah, you're, you're good. Well, we got everything we need. We're, uh, we're setting up the table design. You know, we're setting the tables up and we'll email you back. I don't hear anything until Amos calls me. And the thing is, man, I was because I was going to help you set up and yeah. everything like that. And I'm and I'm I'm your friend, man. Mm-hmm. I, I look out for my friends. You know, I'm, I want the best for my friends and myself also. Yeah. But I was looking through the um, um <laughs> <laughs> I was looking through the Dragon Con site and I was going through the list of people. And I said, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. I went to and the you're seeing names. I, that I'm you seeing no, I noticed. I see names. Seeing Jr. We're seeing flowers. Right. We're seeing yeah. you know all these people that. Would be in the same area that I would be. Then I call you and I said, Brian, I don't see your name on here. Yeah, and I didn't see it either. I'm like, what the hell is this? And you, and I'm glad I looked up, looked that for you yeah, because I, I would have almost forgotten. Yeah, and I didn't want you to be have your hopes up high. Like, oh man, I'm going to Dragon Con. Then bam, you're not going, and it's a big letdown. Well, let's the letdown continue. So. I, I emailed the guy, and I was like, hey, man, I don't see my name on the list of people that you've got. I don't have a table assignment, none of that shit. And he's like, oh, well, since we've moved to America's Mart, we got a different layout, and uh, you're not on there. I'll try to get you in. And I'm, I'm trying to be nice. I'm like, all right, dude, but that's cool. And in, inside my head, I'm like, you motherfucker, like, you told me I was good to go. I didn't have anything to worry about. And now you're telling me if you can find a spot, I can get in. So I've basically told myself at that point that I'm not getting into Dragon Con. Yeah, yeah. When I had told everybody, dude, because getting into Dragon Con is not easy. It's not. So I got, I was like, dude, I'm getting into Dragon Con. I'm, I'm going to be, you know, that's a that's a feather in my cap to be able to go to Dragon Con. Yeah, to be accepted and to go. And now I don't, I, I was using that. I, I was telling everybody I was really hyped on that. And now... I'm not going. So I was like, well, fuck it. Let's just eat some ice cream and sit here and watch TV. I don't feel like doing shit today. 
Yeah, I was looking at that, man. I was kind of disappointed, man, because I knew you were talking about it and talking about it. And I, me, I always go online looking at the cons and stuff like that. And so your that name- made me really happy that at least I didn't do the whole Baku thing, and then I'm not even going to be at Dragon Con to do the debut. Because had I had Baku done, I'd have been like, find me a Dragon Con. We're going to release Baku and be a Dragon Con. And then I get the little email saying, oh, you're not a Dragon Con. Now I'm, now I'm a complete dumbass. Yeah, and you'd be feeling feeling bad, and you told everybody, well, Brian. Yeah, so. So, so that that was a that was a huge, uh, like heartbreak for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel bad for you, man. I mean, cause I really want to see you um, get your stuff out there. Yeah, I'm I'm trying. So, I, and then so fast forward a week after that, I go to the comic book shop and I pick up the, you know the stuff that we talked about earlier, and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do this. Right. And so I posted a motor, the most, the motivational Motivation video, video I, I seen. just letting my followers know, hey, here's what I'm doing. Uh, and I got a response back. And, and one of the guys says, oh, you need some more inspiration? Check this out. And he left a link. Right. The link is to uh, the Image Revolution, which is a, it's a documentary video about when Image Comics started and everything. So I was like, dude, I had no idea this shit existed. So I went on Voodoo to, uh, last night. Last night I went on Voodoo and I bought it and I watched the documentary last night. Yeah, I, I know the image, the whole the building of image, you know, through friends yeah, yeah. and stuff. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, but you don't know what, what these the people, people are going through. Yeah, because this isn't just like a, an outside person telling you about image. Right. This is about this is Rob Liefeld telling you what it was like to run a studio. This is uh, Todd McFarlane. This is this is their thoughts right. on how it came to be, and it was it was awesome. Awesome, really fun documentary to watch. And after watching the documentary, you finish off thinking, you know what, Image, I like their business model. I like the way they have things set up. Well, you know what? You have to believe in your own product. And that's the thing, though. Many times that, um, like Kelly Sue and Matt Fraction, they got books in Image Comics, Sex Criminal and um, Bitch Planet. And they say their image is very cool with their writers and artists this is your product this is your baby this is yours we just wanted a bit of it well, and a, that's the a, thing according to that image only they only own the eye yeah the letter the, that, their logo the eye yeah everything else is on you to do yeah and no, they're they, going to distribute they're going to help you with their printers and stuff but if you don't put in the work to get the word out about your project image is not going to do that for you no they're just going to supply you a platform that when you come on to image, that means that they think that you have something and they can see, see you it. as a person right. and they think that you can make it successful. They're not going to do the work for you. No, they're Whereas not. Whereas if you got a job with Marvel, oh. Marvel is going to be... They're going to be down your gonna, throat. Well, but they're going to be advertising Spider-Man. Yeah. They're going to be advertising all this stuff. But are you drawing something you want to do or are you working... And furthering characters that someone else is already creating it and paying for. For Image, you got to promote your own creative's own stuff. I mean, it, well, yeah, yeah so that's it's it. Creator own paragraph. Paragraph, yeah, it is. And so that that's very appealing. And I think that by the time I'm ready, there'll be other small companies like uh, what is what is the local one? Aftershock Action, Li- Action After, Labs. Action Lab. You got Aftershock Comics. That's you got um, Boom Studios. Boom Studios. You know, All those studios. They operate very much, much like Image. Yeah. Like we 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 can do this much little stuff, but you've got to do all the other stuff, which We're, is cool, which is good because yeah. is the ball is in your court. You know you you got to do it. You want it. You need mm-hmm. it. You know they, they they're gonna help you, but you need to want, they want have to be able resources. To, resources, yeah. They want you want to do this. It's all on you. Yeah. Now, like you said, if man, if you don't work, you don't eat. That's the same thing. Yeah. You know. So I so understand that, what you're talking about. Appealing. I like that. I'm glad. I mean, I'm so, glad. So I really enjoyed watching that documentary, the 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 rebirth or the image revolution. revolution. Right. I really liked looking at these books. It just so happens that the ones that I have are image books, but those seem to be the only compilations that I had. So I just got this renewed thing that I need to put in work. I need to do. I need to do all. I need to stop messing around. Pussyfooting. Yeah, I need to stop pussyfooting around. So that's why this morning I woke up and I'd already thumbnailed the pages and I'm going to get it done. 
It, and, I, and it just let me know that I don't have to be one of the greatest comic book artists in order to be a comic book artist. Yeah, I'm kind of glad you woke me up, man. You know, that's like I said, this is our second podcast within a day. I don't get up on early, early Saturday morning and do a yeah. podcast. But I really want to do this podcast with you because, like I said, the first one we did, I had something to say. And the second one we're doing right now, I really want to know what's going on with you. Yeah. You know, with your, with your art endeavors and everything like that. Yeah, well, after let's see. Like, I, I try to do the sketch cards. Like, first off, I don't get paid well. Right. Because as as much as people as hey. much as people tell me that they like the stuff that I'm doing, there's not a lot of people that are willing to separate with their wallets for it. That's true. And and I understand. I'm not mad, but twenty dollars for a sketch card for me as the artist, it seems reasonable. I'm giving you a talented one-of-a-kind piece of art that you can have but for you as the customer you're like that's twenty dollars that i'm spending on a two and a half by three and a half piece of paper that's got some ink on it i don't know if i'm going to part with twenty dollars and i understand so me selling this stuff and not having a a a big uh a big reach like a big fan base like you know i'm not famous or anything like that which would the prices would be more acceptable if I was, you know, famous guy that did so and so, but I'm not. So, but I continue to draw stuff and I continue to create stuff, hoping that every now and then somebody will uh, buy one. But I do cards like almost every other day. I've, I've noticed. Got, I've, I've got, I've got this whole thing of cards that nobody has bought, but I have them. You know, the only way that Upper Deck pays you really, well, they give you some money. But the only way they really pay you is by giving uh, what, giving licensed cards to you, and then you have to sell them. So if I don't sell this card from Upper Deck that I have here, you don't, then, then I basically you, yeah. didn't get paid much you for didn't the get project. Paid. You didn't get, <laughs> so I have to have the markup on this a little bit more than my normal sketch cards because it's an officially licensed market or a Marvel product. It's an official upper deck product and it's my artwork. So I have to mark this up or otherwise I may not, I might as well not even be drawing cards for upper deck because they don't, pay, they pay pennies. And that's upper deck. Well, they, they all operate upper the same, same business price. model. Right. They pay you a, a small, a couple of dollars for every card that you send them. And then they let you have some blank cards so that you can sell them at whatever price you want and you can make your money back. That's how they operate. So, I, but back to the I, I don't forgot I don't forgot the original question, the original question, <laughs> I, or, or what the original topic was. But yeah, so I enjoy putting. I, I I'm constantly trying to do stuff, and I'm trying to find stuff ways to broadcast it to make it interactive. I know that you know Steve can't buy a card from me. But when Steve tunes in to watch me do a live broadcast and we're bullshitting and we're stalking or Matt or whatever, you know, like these people. They may not buy the card, but I'm still create. I'm still being accessible. I'm still trying to identify. I'm trying to connect with people that appreciate what I'm doing, and that's a good thing, you know. I mean, that mean you know you're getting recognition from your peers. Well, not from my not, not, not a lot of my peers. peers. Well, some not fans. A, not a lot of other artists are tuning in. If, if other artists are tuning in to what I'm doing. We're at a similar level. Right. They may be a little couple of notches above me. They may be a couple of notches below me. But if another... Look, it's it's not like Mark Bagley's tuning into my feed to see what I'm right. doing. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's not like any of these other established artists give a shit. Like, Buzz Buzz is not checking in on me. Right. Although he has commented. A couple he has commented on your Facebook page. I noticed <laughs> that. I noticed. Shout out to Buzz. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And his family is good, by the way. His family was in yeah, the Yeah, I saw that hurricanes and they're okay yeah i saw that so but so i'm i'm doing it to create a oneness between me and the people that support what i do and i I don't i don't like to use the word fans right because i'm not i'm not to the level where i have fans i have people but you know what's really we're really really um catch me off guard like the time we went to see suicide squad Uh And you came back when the movie was over. We went out outside, and you saw a letter. Or someone yeah. wrote to you, "Are you that silverback guy?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, man, you got a stalker." Well, no, I, I've got a story behind that. That was, that was my brother that did that. 
Get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. That was Sean. That was Sean. Sean, Sean always playing Sean, around. Sean man. said he had gone to the movies with him and Maggie to go see something, and he saw the car, and he's like, I'm going to leave this note on your car, and you're going to be able to figure out who it is. And he wanted to see how far I would take it. Wow. Trying to figure out who it was. See, your, bo- yeah, your brother, But I do man. get recognized. Like, I went to my daughter's school the other day uh, to get her schedule or whatever it was, and the guy, oh, you're the artist guy. You know, that like... So that's pretty cool. So there is, there, but I don't. There's no. There's no such thing as fans. For me. Oh no, no, no. There's supporters. Supporters, yeah. Supporters and people that just really like what I do. Not everything. Not everything's a home run. But every now and then I'll get a base hit. Sometimes I get home runs. Well, like I like I like I said before, man. I mean, um, I had your stickers, your paint pal stickers, and people say, "Ooh, I love that. Where do you get that from?" Yo, I got a friend who does this. You know. And and that to me, man, it says a whole lot of how far you come. For, yeah, from the, I mean, it's been what with. two years. Yeah. Uh, no, no, this is actually year. This is about year two. Right. Because Heroes Con was my first big convention. It's um, my third convention, but my first big convention. Right. And that was in 2014, 15, yep, was, 15. No. Oh yes. yeah, it was fifteen. It was last so year. So this year, this year was sixteen. This was yeah. my one year anniversary. Mm-hmm. So I'm going into my. Going in right now, I'm going into my second year of doing conventions. Because you're which, so I've been doing the art thing for probably about three years. Because I was doing T-shirts and stuff a year prior to that's that. right. And and you know I don't even do the T-shirt stuff much anymore. Like I, the the content that I'm creating, the T-shirt sites don't like it, or they it's it's either too obscure. There's not enough big enough audience for people to buy it. Yeah. Or it's been done over and over. So I haven't, like, I haven't really hit hard with the T-shirt stuff because I don't want to keep doing a Deadpool shirt every every week. Like I, I could if I did a Deadpool shirt every week, then I probably could get onto these websites more and more and more. But then I'm just that guy. Yeah, you know, and I don't want to be that guy. No, you know, you don't want to be that guy. But so with the with the with uh, the Dragon Con thing blowing up and turning out crappy. I tried. I, I ended up getting a show in Fayetteville, North Carolina, which is in mid what mid October, right? Yeah, fifteenth and the sixteenth. Yeah, so I'll be in Fayetteville for those two days. Do and I didn't realize like I thought it was just a small convention, but I looked. They've got some pretty good talent. Like uh, Deep Roy is going to be there. There's a couple other Sam Jones from Flash Gordon going yeah. to be there. <laughs> yeah, Flash. like I I didn't know that. I just sent them a cold email. I, I, what I did was I. It's October. Most conventions that are in October have already got their list together. Yeah, they, yeah, so they do. So I, I sent uh, people everywhere knows all. Yeah, I've I seen the uh, cast. I mean, so, the guest list. Well, no, but I didn't know. I just saw, I was scrolling through my feed, and I think I saw that Matari was going to be there. And I was like, I'm going to just send them a message on Facebook and say, hey, do you guys have all the artists that you need? Right. Well, I know this is late, but just let me know. So I sent him a message, and he says, hey, man. Uh, we have everybody we need right now. We've got all of our slots assigned, but uh, leave me a link to some of your stuff, and you know maybe some space will get freed up. So I was like, send him a link. I tell him some of the stuff that I've done. Like the next day, I get a message back saying, "Oh, we got a spot for you, man. Just give me, uh, just uh, come on in." <laughs> so obviously, like to me, what that says is, "Dude, your shit's pretty good. Looks like you got your shit together." will make room for you. That's the way I feel. It may not have happened that way, but in my head, it happened as to, we saw how good his stuff is, we've got to have him. Yeah, because after the Dragon Con thing with you, and then, got, then all of a sudden you get that email, I know your spirits were kind of high after that. Yeah, so that made me feel good. But I mean, they still charge me for the table, but <laughs> what you going to do? So, And then I think I uh, started uh, talking to another convention about trying to do something in November. November? I think. I don't know. I, don't, I forgot the name of it. Well, but, uh, you know me, man. I, Nerdicon. I try- what? Nerdicon. It's in Columbus, Georgia. Really? Yeah. Nerdicon. Okay. Nerda. Nerda. Nerdicon. Nerdicon. Like a Decepticon, but a Nerdicon. <laughs> Nerdicon. Okay. I guess. I don't know. I, mean, I, I might want to check that out with you, man. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going, but I sent them, I filled out the application to be an artist for them. That's cool, so, Brian. I mean, I'm kind of happy, man, that it's uh, looking I did get a little invited, bit. I got, I got invited back to Yamakon. Now, Which where's that? Indie, so that's in Pigeon Forge. I got a question, man, about um, another con. Okay. My girl and I were talking about it. It's in Chattanooga. What is that? 
That's Conuga. Conuga. That's where I was last year. Are you going again? I have to email that. Like, I'll email them, but that's not till what, February? Uh, March or February, one of them. I think it's February, so there's some time. Like, I was a guest there. Right. It's kind of awkward to send that guest email, like, hey, I didn't pay for my table the first time. You guys had me as a guest. Do you want to have me as a guest again? I, right. You know, it, I, it's a weird email to put together. So... I will be asking, but they may or may not have me, so we'll see. Well, I mean, I, I, you you were there last year, well, this year, wasn't it? Oh, early this year. Early this yeah. year. You know, my girlfriend said, we might want to check it out. Since it's not far, Chattanooga's not far. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought about it. And there was a good convention. I got to meet Dick Starr there. He was my he was my neighbor. Dick Starr. Dick Starr. He does sketch cards and stuff. He okay. does more. He's more horror-based. Oh, okay. He does a lot of stuff, so... Dick Star was across from, and then this, I forgot what her name is, but the lady that was right across from me does these cool little custom figures. She was pretty badass. Oh, really? Yeah. And Tim Smith was set up at the same convention. He is an art teacher. I've seen him at a couple of conventions. Oh, speaking of um, my girlfriend, um, no, she works in a high school, mm-hmm. and um, last year they did like a little mini con. Oh, really? Yeah. Kennesaw. Kennesaw Mountain. Okay, it, that's a high school. High school, yeah. right. Yeah, it did look at a little mini con. It was like for the drama class mm-hmm. or art class, I'm sorry. Yeah. And um, she's new. This is her second year. Well, this will be her second year working there. And some kind of way, I was in a conversation. And that she was having with, with her that, school people? Well, with the teacher, the art teacher. And he said, yeah, we had a little thing going on, a little con for the art class. And my girlfriend said, oh, my, my um, boyfriend, he knows a couple of people. I'm like, I said, I thought to myself, man, look, I know the people I know is probably the people he know too, you know, but yeah. I understand where she was going with it. Yeah. And I thought about you mm-hmm. and, uh, and other people that I know. And I thought about it would be cool for some people that are artists that are not well known, but mm-hmm. also give the kids the insight yeah, of, I'm all about that. That's why I went to my daughter's school and did that last year. Yeah, so I thought about department. Yeah, I thought about you and Julie mm-hmm. that does um Hero Cats. Not Heroes Cats. Singular. Singular Hero Cats. <laughs> so right. so she, I asked her about it and I I'm thinking about it. he want me to come and introduce you and other people cuz Cliff was there last year giving his top 10 books. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're pretty interesting, man. So I I thought about you, man. Yeah, well, if I still am unemployed, that time, <laughs> then we'll see about that. So, so cool. So any cool, cool, cool. Any last thing you need to say? Um, any last, last thing you need to, need to say that's on your mind? I don't know. Is there any last things I need? You know what? Honestly, I don't know that I would still be doing this if I didn't have social media. Right. Because it's really helpful for me to have the feedback from people that appreciate uh, what I'm trying to do. That they, uh, I don't know how many people support me because they like what I'm doing or if they support me because they like my personality or the, you know, what I'm giving, the image. Like, I, so it's really cool. Like when I'm sitting here at home all day and I'm trying to come up with motivation to draw and I'm kind of, and I'm trying to come up with something to have those people that comment on your thing, oh, I really like it. Hey, it was great meeting you. You know, when I do the live stream and they're interacting, like that's that gives me that it makes me feel better. It lets me know that what I'm doing, somebody likes. Right. And I don't know. It, it's weird. It's all girly and shit to say that I need a pat on the back, but it lets me know. I don't think it's that I'm girly, man. In the, like I don't. I it can come across that way as like, oh, well, you should do it without having to be rewarded. Like you should just do it. Yes, you should. But it does feel good to have the pat on the back or the reassurance to say, hey, you're moving in the right direction. I appreciate what you do. You're doing a good job. And. When I'm home all day by myself, all I have is Bullet and the other two dogs, and it gets pretty boring. But then when I do a live stream that night, then I get the interaction. Like, I will try to find ways to interact with somebody, because my wife's at work all day, right. or she's not feeling well, and I'm and I'm, and I'm ready to draw, but I want to talk to somebody. So that's part of the reason why I do the live streams, is it allows me to talk to people while I'm doing it, and it... it Let's me reminds me that I'm human, and 
I think yeah. of the day and age of social media, I think it's a great tool for you to have if in your in your profession or, your, mm-hmm. or what you're doing right now. Yeah. It's a good tool to have. Because just imagine years ago, you're doing this. And yeah, you, you had to go to cons and show your portfolio. Yeah, that was the only way you were going to get it. Get, well, a lot or of stuff try out. Or try out yeah. um, they had, you know, like, like... And I was in no level... I was at no level to do that. Yeah, so just imagine doing that. Well, that's what I was doing. When I was in high school, you know, there was no doing digital comics. It was hand-drawn or nothing. Right. You know, and it, there was a very small independent scene that I don't think many of us growing up knew about independent and, comics. And it that's was either the, Marvel or DC. And that the, was pretty much it. In the previous podcast, if you heard while we had with Chris, Chris Walker, you know, mm-hmm. of Arena Comics... He was pointing out it was so many independents back in the 80s I didn't even know about. Yeah, we just, we were limited exposure. Yeah. Because all we saw when we go to the store is the Batman underoos, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man underoos. X-Men, you know, all no that. No one's having a flaming carrot underoos. No. You know, so you you don't even ask yourself. You walk in the comic book shop and you walk past all that and get straight to the DC and Marvel stuff. That's the way I was. And so I was just like, dude, I'm never going to get there. I would not be doing what I'm doing now. If I was doing it, back, if I'm the same age then. now, if I'm 40 now, and I was 40 in 1994, I would not be doing this because I wouldn't have the social media way to expose myself. I wouldn't have the digital art form. I wouldn't, you know, so I I, I really enjoy social media. I enjoy the people that uh, boost me up. And I like looking at other people's art. and try Because <laughs> sometimes I'll run across somebody who... Just seems like good people. Right. And I want to help them, but I don't have the means to help them the way that I would like to. So I I offer a lot of times, I'll offer like, uh, hey, let me help pencil, let me ink for you, let me, you know, give you a shout out, let let, let me help you, let's help each other. Like independent book A and independent book B they're 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 fighting for the same audience so i try to always come up with ways to like let's put all of our stuff together let's i'll advertise you will advertise and then we'll just create an audience all together and, and that's what needs i think more of that needs to be done more of a collaboration with amongst your peers and artists or writers you know cuz writers also do the same thing too in the comic books i've yeah. noticed that you get a team of writers or two people they feed off each other with this idea here, this idea, this plot, this plot, and it it works. Well, most of the people that I run into in the artist alleys at the conventions, they're doing this as a hobby. Like this is not their main job. Right. They're doing this after they've worked forty hours a week. So it's tough for them to come like for them to take on a partner, you'd have to abide by both of their hours. Like you work these hours, I work these hours, my kids doing this. So it's hard to come up with a team in the independent scene because you're doing it as a hobbyist. I so there's there's a lot of things I'd like to do differently. Uh, I I there's a system that I would like to put in place. And let me just drop this. I'm never going to be able to do it myself, but it's an idea that I didn't share a lot because I was like maybe one day I'll make that happen. Right. But I wanted to come up with something called Flip Comics. Right. And I would. Amos has a book, and you send me 11 pages. Uh, Dion has a book. His is 11 pages. Y'all send it to me, and we flip it. And that way, when I get them printed up, you get the book. He gets the book, but you're both selling half of the other person's book. Right. I see what you're saying. As long as the topics are kind of matched up. Like, if you're talking about vampires and he's talking about werewolves, that's still similar. But if he's talking vampires and then your book is talking sci-fi Star Trek stuff, then I'll have to try to match you up with a different uh, independent book that's along that style. So that when y'all are selling your books, you're cross-selling for the other guy. And you're now you've got some guy in California who's selling your books. Now, not, not on purpose, but he's pushing his stuff and his audience will be exposed to your stuff. And your audience will be exposed to his stuff. And it would just be like this huge network of cross-promotion. You come up with 11-page stories. Everybody that puts in for this the Silverback Flipbook, you guys give me 11-page stories. I'll match them up. And then we'll get them printed. And then we'll send them back to you. And then you guys sell them. 
and you're helping each and everybody's helping each other. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So that was like this. I never really worked out all the details, but I thought it was a pretty cool idea. Don't steal it. Don't steal it. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't steal it. Cool, man. I you yeah. know I always appreciate our conversation on my podcast. You know, with you. And my my final question is to you: Is that um, what can you tell a kid? That's just like I say, five, ten, or nine years old, and you doing it's this. It's weird that you say kid, kid, but I've had a couple of like thirty-year-old guys say, "Hey, man, I got back into drawing because I watched." And that was what my question do. to you: Is what would you say to them? I mean, it, the question said, "Yo, man, I don't." The question to, is if someone comes, comes up to, to me, me and says, like, "Hey, I, I want to get into comics, comics. Yeah. or I want to get into drawing and stuff," what would you tell them? Well, I, I tell I tell everybody I meet. I was like, "Look online. There's a ton of shit on YouTube." So find what you're into and research research how to do it. And if you need anything, just message me on Facebook <laughs> and I'll t- and I'll give you my limited knowledge. I by no means have a have the knowledge of all the different pens and all the different stuff that's going on. I don't know all that stuff, but I'll tell you what software I'm using. I'll tell you what pens I'm using. I'm telling you what my thoughts are about them. Like I will share as much information as you ask me for. But here's the thing. I'm not going to help you, though, until I see you helping yourself. I'm not going to do shit for you. I'm not going to, like, hey, man, I was really thinking about drawing this Superman. But but you won't have anything on your page. Or you don't have any. Like, I'm waiting. you got to try to help yourself. But as far as information goes, I'm willing, I'm willing to give you any information. But for me, what I've done is I've found endless tutorials on YouTube. I just keep finding tutorials, and I ask questions. I'll see an artist that's doing something that I like. I'll send him a direct message. Hey, man, don't mean to bother you, but what type of pen is that? You know, I always say, man, you're never too old or too young to learn different things. You know what I'm saying? Always. It it pertains to anything from your art to me doing this podcasting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that is true. It's never too late to put forth some effort. That's it, yeah. It's never. I mean, if you have the... the I do have a problem, though. Oh, boy, here we go. What's well, I have a problem with people that say uh, you can do anything. I'm not going to say do anything. No, 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 but there, you, you see all that stuff, and they're like, if you, if got, you believe, it can come true. If you build it, that, it will that come. That is bullshit. <laughs> Just because you believe that you're a track star, doesn't matter how much you believe or how much you thank God or whoever you're praying to, you're not going to be a track star Unless you go out there and run some damn tracks. <laughs> Yo. So people say, you, you can do this if you just put your mind to it. No. Put your put the work in. Yeah. That's where it comes in. Put the work in. You cannot get anything done just by believing in yourself. Uh-uh. Just by believing in yourself is not going to get you anywhere. But believing in yourself and putting in the... Fourth money, effort putting, on it. Putting the work in. Yeah. That's how you get stuff accomplished. That's true. So I totally agree on you now. Yeah, you just got to believe in the work that you're doing and continue to put the work in. I'm still put I don't put as much much work in as I should or as I want to, but I don't have an excuse why not. I'm just not doing it. Right. So I'm not reaping the rewards that I wanted. I should have this book already done. But I don't because I I've been slacking off. But if I I'm just going to believe a little bit longer and see if it gets done. No, yeah. shit, I have to the work has to be done. Voila, there we go. You have it. Yeah. <laughs> Amos has an idea for a comic book. Well, until you write that shit, nobody knows. And that's the thing. I'll, I'll go, to, go to the panels at these cons, you know, and a person said, yeah, I got this comic book. I, want, I, I, I can't. And, yeah, like what's a, your log line? What's, what's your synopsis? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, if one, 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 one person, Kelly Sue, uh, that does Bitch Planet, and it, it was funny. It was at Dragon Con two years ago. And he said, do the fucking book. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you yeah. say. I like, do the do, fucking shit book. Shit get off the pot, man. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> wants to just sit on the toilet. Hell no. Shit. Or go home. Yep. That's it. And and me doing this right here right now as a podcasting is me an outlet that I really need. And you and I talked about mm-hmm. this a while ago. Well, this started with the Aging, Aging Geek. Geek. Yeah, it and did. You, and once the Aging Geek fizzled out, you still had the desire to want to communicate and get information out and give your opinions. Yeah, I really hope that people cared about your and, opinions. And I still do. And that's when I, I'm, I'm trying to go step forward and continue on doing it and make it better and for me. And your website. And again, to get the website for me and my audience, you know. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. I mean, thanks for the shout out from my home team, Vinny Vegas. Appreciate that. <laughs> you know, he's out in um, Texas doing his own thing. All but right. 
And that's me, man. We both want the, you got these goals we need to yeah, accomplish. Yeah, and no one's doing it for you. No, I got to do the leg work. Yeah. Nobody else is going to do you it for me. You want to be a better artist? Keep drawing. Right. You want to get your shit seen? Keep drawing. And yes. more people will see it. So, guys, we got some um, life lessons today. Yeah, my bad if it got all heavy <laughs> and shit. So. But that's it. You know, we, we um, see what Brian Silverback's up to. And everything, you know, give some life lessons. Yeah, man, feel free. Send send anybody your way that has questions like that. Silverbacks.com or on Facebook, Silverbacks, I-N-K. Make I-N-K. sure you put the K, the X in there, Silverbacks. And also, if you want to check out some of his pictures on Instagram, it's also Brian Silverbacks. Well, no, it's Silverbacks, Inc. I changed oh, it back. Oh, you changed it back again? Yeah, because I realized that all my cards said Silverbacks, Inc., and it wouldn't take you. So after when I get a new set of cards, I'll switch it back to Brian Silverbacks. And there you go, guys. <laughs> so Facebook can... <laughs> doesn't change. Silver.com <laughs> doesn't change. But for me, you can reach me at um, Twitter at Just Being Amos. Also, you can reach me at Instagram, Just Being Amos. And also, like I said, I got my domain name, JustBeingAmos.com. But the web it's page is soon. coming soon. The web page is coming soon. So stay tuned. Um, but that's about it, guys. Yeah, you guys stay creative. If you have any, any questions, find someone that's doing something you want to do and ask questions. But don't be that little annoying asshole. Just ask a couple of questions and, and play it by ear. And keep it moving. Stay creative. Peace. Just being an